It's the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. It is the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. And those in the know within the South African Police Service say the recent death of four females in the Tuleni administrative area of Butterworth in the Eastern Cape just brings into sharp focus the danger of death by hunger. The dockets have been recorded and closed with the words no foul play suspected. The docket cannot be labelled murder and death by hunger. They can only be assumed due to recurrent similar incidents. Gift of the Givers have been commenting for years now on the escalating level of hunger in our country. And in the Perdi area in particular, they've been handing out hundreds if not thousands of food parcels. We catch up now with Corrine Conradi from Gift of the Givers, who's been closely involved in the initiative. Corrine, a very good morning. Can you tell us exactly what the situation is and why it's particularly affecting the Eastern Cape with hunger. A very good morning to you and to all the listeners. Uh, Eastern Cape has seen a rise in hunger, especially post-COVID-19. Hunger was already bad prior to the pandemic. So many people have experienced job losses, salary cuts, businesses have closed their doors. And when you look at your small areas, like your small towns in your villages, Small businesses just can't seem to cope. And the area where the mother took her life and the, the murdered her three children, it's an area with over 95% unemployment rate. There's absolutely no economic growth. And it's very sad to see that that was the only outcome for her and her children. Since last year, we have seen a rise in malnutrition amongst the children, which is your most severe cases we are talking about acute malnutrition. Nine children died in the Butterworth region just last year between January and February. And this was confirmed by the Department of Health and our team were physically on the ground dealing with these cases. Since then, we have rolled out eight 30 million highly nutritional, easy paced, fortified sachets to these areas. And it just wasn't enough. We then went further. We, we started 50 soup kitchens in extreme poverty areas where calls for food are alarming. And to this day, we are serving about 23,000 meals daily, and it's just not enough. We at times have to show people away because the line is much more longer than what the pots can, can, can actually serve. We have also rolled out thousands of food parcels. It is just not enough. Karine, is the problem becoming worse? From a distance, it looks as if it is. And what are the reasons for that? It is becoming worse. You have your female-headed households, your unemployed-headed households. You have your child-headed households. And everyone thinks that the situation is bad in the rural areas and in the towns. But a metro such as big as Nelson Mandela Bay, children are being dumped in children's homes. Mothers are giving up their children because they just can't cope. You have people searching on a dump for food, which is very, very inhumane. And, you know, we are set with social development. Since March, we had children die of malnutrition last year. Since March this year, they have only delivered 30 food parcels in the Butterworth area. Uh, It's alarming and it's sad at the same time. Who must eat and who must look because the need is much more than 30 food parcels. Year after year, social development have an underspent budget when it comes to hunger, uh, which is said, you have NGOs on the one side pleading for funding, pleading for donations to combat hunger, and you have governments sitting with budgets that they can't seem to spend. Have gifted the givers, in effect, taken over the role of government when it comes to this? 
we don't want to take over the world of government. We just want to ensure that situations like this does not happen. No child, children have a right to nutritional food. And we just want government to step up and take innovative measures to ensure that food reaches the poor and take hands with us. This is this, this tragedy calls for all of us to stand together. It's not a blame game, but it's time to take hands. Government, corporates, uh, food businesses to get together and to ensure that we alleviate hunger in our communities, in our areas, in the province. I appreciate your sentiment, but I can't help thinking that if gift of the givers weren't there, well, then where exactly would these people turn? It's a death sentence. (laughs) People are dying. I've heard anecdotal evidence of a mother who approached Gift of the Givers and said, if you ask my children, they'll be able to name every single plant in this area for the past three months. That's what they've been eating. Are you hearing that many? That is correct. Those are sad stories. Those are sad stories indeed. And there was an area in the Willow Moor region when we handed over food parcels. And remember, these are all small towns, Willow Moor, Ridbron. There's nothing happening and unemployment is right. Where the mothers came to us and said, you know, my children eat the tortoises from the field. Whatever animals they can find, they just kill them and that's what they eat because there is no food for them. They depend on the feeding scheme from schools. Again, budgets were cut there. Not all the children can receive their, their meals from schools. Children are dropping out to go stand on street corners begging. That is a sad South Africa we are looking at. Karine, we often hear that uh, the COVID pandemic is blamed for both unemployment and the related socioeconomic ills that follow, like hunger in the community. Is that still a major factor three, four years later? Are things likely to get better or worse? Can we still blame COVID? We have moved on from COVID, but yes, it's still got an effect. Um, It's got an effect on our economy and we've already seen businesses close. And apart from COVID, you now have load shedding that are crippling our, our businesses. We, in Janssenville, Redbron, Kliplard, businesses are telling us, you know what, I had to retrench my people and I had to close my doors. And these businesses were the beacon of hope for these communities, not just by providing employment, but also sowing back into the community, investing into the community, and actually a help to alleviate hunger in their community. Sadly, these businesses are closing. During the COVID pandemic, Hundreds, thousands of breadwinners died. On thousands the, of people lost their jobs. On the subject of business, what's the reaction of corporate South Africa been to your initiatives? Have they been generous? They have been generous indeed, especially post-COVID-19. But we are now seeing a change where corporates want to donate towards legacy projects, which is a need, you know, towards school upgrades, clinics, hospitals, because even that has been neglected. Uh, But we are urging corporates to make a portion available of their CSI budget towards hunger. We can't have people dying next to a, a grand school building while when there's no food. So we are urging corporates to make available of their CSI budget to hunger alleviation. One of the Gift of the Givers press statements had a line in it which resonates with me. Hunger is an insidious psychological, emotional and physical pain consuming parents as they lose hope and watch in anguish how their children and families waste away. Those are haunting words. How do we make sure that that stops? While we are looking 
at immediate relief for these families, which is your meals, which is your food parcels. We know that that can only go so far. We need to also look at sustainable ways. Hunger does indeed have a physical and a mental impact on families, and which is not often seen with a visible eye. We need to look at bringing agriculture back into our communities. And these communities, they tell you, you know what, we don't want to stand out for handouts. We want to do something, but they do not have the resources. So we need to look at setting up food gardens, uh, poultry, to, to, so that the community can be self-sustainable and that there's a legacy for the children of tomorrow to fall back on. Give us an idea. We're focusing on the tragedies in the Petty area this past week. Give us an idea of how many food parcels you hand out there per day, per week, and how many are needed. What's the shortfall? So we have about 3,000 families fixed on a monthly basis that we do support. The need is so much more. And because of funding, we just can't reach the others. Uh, there's just food parcels. Then you get your disasters, which, which aggravate hunger and poverty. Uh, as these people, when they go through a disaster, they do not get any compensation for what they lost or the damage caused. So they have to rebuild their lives. And as I said, many people are unemployed and that just pushes people deeper into poverty. So when we finish off a disaster, we then look at how we can help that community, those directly and indirectly affected. Then we have our soup kitchens. That meal, it's not enough. As I've mentioned many times, these mamas cook from morning to evening. And so many times at the end of the day, people with their bowls standing in long, for long hours have to be turned away. So definitely something sustainable. We are going to leave it there. What we'll do in the byline to this podcast and in the introduction, we'll include the bank details for anyone who Mm. would like to participate in hunger alleviation. The Gift of the Givers bank details will be posted there so anyone who can assist you in your fine efforts will be able to do so. Kareen, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for the great work that you and Gift of the Givers are doing. And it's just a pity that it's a tragedy like that involving the Busso family that results in us chatting the way we have today. Yes, thank you so much. That was the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann.